wish you knew more stuff. Wish you were more helpful around the house or had an understanding of something that people are talking about at a party. Don't worry, you're not alone. That's why we have enlisted Skillshare to help you out. That's right, Skillshare is a proud sponsor of the A7FL and the A7FL's three-on-one podcast. We want you to get in on the good stuff now. So go to the link right below in the description or wherever you're watching this or go to a7fl.tv slash podcast. Click the Skillshare link and you get a free 30-day trial because you are a fan of the A7FL. So do the thing. Head on over right now to a7fl.tv slash podcast or click right in the description below if you're watching us on YouTube or if you're listening to the podcast right now. Do the thing. Click the link in the info below and sign up now. Do 30 days free because of us here at the A7FL. Well, because because we love you. We want you to have cool stuff. And now back to this piece of A7FL content, more than likely showing my face. Once again, for the A7FL 3-on-1 podcast, how you doing, everybody? I'm Matt Ryan, and we are counting down. We are 18 days away from the start of the ninth season of the A7FL. And as always, we're breaking down everything with my co-hosts, the the peanut butter and jam to my pale white bread. It is Big Rob Fabian and Corey Hammond, but we've got a guest this week on the show. So wait, so wait. Is- Just to finish that, would that make me the jelly because I'm always bleeding, or...? Anyway, car crash. <laughs> He's no, white you're bread. peanut butter because you're smooth and chunky all at the same time. But Big Mo Ramadan Yo. joining us here on the program. Another sure first ballot A7FL Hall of Famer, multiple time champion with the Chiefs, the Patterson U. He has been everywhere and done everything in this league. Mo, that finally have you on the podcast. Like we've been talking about having, you were one of the first guests we talked about having on the podcast. We weren't able to have you for a while, but we've got you now. Mo, welcome to the show and to everybody listening and everybody watching who is in the league. I apologize for the filth that is about to come from the three other people on this podcast. So, do not send me emails. Do not send me text messages. Do not send me carrier pigeons with veiled threats. I know one of you in Cincinnati did it. I just can't figure out which one. But gentlemen, I'm, I'm kidding, by the way. That what that didn't happen. It was it was well, actually it was in a pigeon. Man. What's going on? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad to be finally be up here, bro. And um uh, I know for sure Big Rob got some shit that he wanted to touch on with me from a while ago and things like that. So I just want to say, man, I'm glad to be on the show. And, uh, man, I just want to let y'all know, man, I'm, I'm retired. So I'm all neutral, all fair games, so whatever the hell y'all want to talk about, ask this, that. Let's, nice. let's get into it, man. How's the retired life che- treating you, huh? You love man, it? Uh, you know, I wish I retired on better terms. Just I lost the chip. And uh, obviously the reason I had to retire right now, you know, with things. Have, you know, yeah, right. Yeah, but, right. Um, you know, I ain't gonna lie, man. Just looking forward to having some Sundays with my with my with my wife and my girls, man. You know what I'm saying? I feel it. And, and watching us uh, yell at each other uh, 
from the basement of Asbury Park Stadium. Mo, uh, <laughs> yeah, yelling, yelling gets... at a screen while while next to each other. I don't think we're always yelling <laughs> at each other. You're you're yelling maybe at Alex, but anyway. Oh, that poor man, that that poor son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> Mo, you're you're you. You, much like Rob and Corey, are an institution in this league for everybody in the Northeast. You've been a part of the league back when it was town beef. Uh, he rang so, the damn bell at the yeah. stock market. You, you were you were NASDAQ I boy. I did. I did. That's right. We Cheddar Media. Yeah. Yep. Oh, shoot. I, was, I remember that. I was, uh, I was asked to represent the league, man. I was, I was asked... Uh, you know, just being Arab and Muslim going to New York with 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 Ryan and Shenner, that was just a little nerve wracking, man. Not gonna lie, but yeah, man. You know, went over there, went to the the, the stock market and shit, bro. It was uh, you know, pretty dope, man. I'll I'll never be invited back there again. Let's just it's safe to say. <laughs> well, well, either way, Mo, you are an institution in this league in the same way that Rob and Corey are. Uh, your institutional memory on this league is second to none. It isn't like the Ryan DePaul category. Before we started the podcast tonight, we started a bit late recording, and we'll explain why. But Ra, Corey, and Mo had a 45 minute conversation about <sighs> basically everything past, present, and future in the A7FL. And it was just an interesting education on how this game is not only evolved, but just the rhythm and cadence of how different philosophies are in this league and also just how tough Corey is. Uh, that was a big chunk of the conversation because that motherfucker won't go down. Nah, Corey's tough. Uh, I, I do go down. I get sacked all the time. It's just it's just how quickly I get back up. Go ahead, Rob. You, you, it's been a while. Go ahead. Just say it. Pause, my boy. That was sick. <laughs> that man said, "I listen to what he said. I go oh, down. I don't, get sacks all the time. Oh, it's just about how quick I get up." Corey, you's a nasty mother. Of nasty. all the things I've ever said on this show, I think that is by far the most X-rated, the pause, and the, the thing that I might regret the most. And I continue to to. to Week after week, talk about Ryan Shamar and the fact that he used a kid as oh an Oh, my God. And on this special podcast, let's just say with, with two former you guys that are no longer part of the U, how excited are you guys for week one as well? But let's get back to the, the more, um, you know, football conversation uh, and, and stop making fun of me for maybe like 15 seconds until we get into the next topic. Okay. But, yeah, because that's going to be hard to recover from. But uh, after that horrible sentence, Mo, um, you know, now that you're retired and, and, and we're talking about some of the things that, you know, we were just talking about. And I think the biggest upset, Rob, is that in that 45 minutes conversation, I, it was probably close to 50 50. I wasn't even being that much of a talker yet. Oh, um, no, yeah. no, Mo could talk. I, I, I saved, know, it, I know, I saved yeah. it for the pod. Yeah. But Mo, what what is the. Now that you're looking back at your career and, you know, obviously we're talking about, you know, and, and to just be clear about it, uh, your daughter and, and the things that you guys are facing and always every night, our, our, our thoughts and prayers are with you and, and with your family, with your wife, with, you know, with everybody involved, but obviously looking back now for whatever the reason is, is as, as you're retired, what are some of your favorite moments? Let's start with the favorite moments 
in your career and, and what are some of the things that you'll take, you know, with you, um, you know, as long as you can, you know, remember this game? Well, first and foremost, man, I appreciate you. Appreciate the thoughts, the prayers and, you know, everything that goes along with it, man. The, uh, the overwhelming amount of support from, you know, from my team, the people all over the league and stuff like that from different States and stuff like that, man, is, is overwhelming, man. And, and, and I can't thank you guys enough. So, um, you know, with that being said, I appreciate you guys. I thank you for the people that don't know, kind of had to retire. I have a two-year-old terminally ill daughter, but, um, you know, uh, things happen. God works in mysterious ways and, you know, I got to do what I got to do as a father. So, uh, but with that being said, you know, let's talk some football, man. I'm, you know, got some time to talk some ball, but, uh, to answer your question, man, some of the favorite memories, obviously, um, you know, winning the chips, uh, I've been to six of them in this damn league. My, uh, I got, uh, like a damn LeBron record. I'm like two, two, two out of six, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, but well, my, well, my playoff record, Mo, is one in seven. So I think you're doing better than me if you're making it to the chip. But anyway, listen, continue. No, nah, yeah, miss. I started in 2013, man. I could honestly say, man, um, winning the chip, you know, just being able to compete again. I played at the collegiate level. I played high school. I won the championship in both high school and college. And uh, having another opportunity to come and just ball and, 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 and you know, just enjoy the game that, that, that pretty much – saved everybody's life to be honest with you because I think anybody that plays football there's a reason everybody plays football and goes far and does what they need to do so that's you know just being able to get a chance to play but I think the best part was the relationships and the friendships that you're able to make with um with people all over the damn the country you know what I'm saying and uh you know that is that's 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 unparalleled like you can't you can't match that like I, I've I got some close relationships with dudes from Baltimore PA uh Jersey obviously um you know and um another big part that i love obviously i was very uh i'm very proud of where my family came from i'm palestinian so my jersey was long live palestine being able to wear my flag and the sleeves and you know the youtube views and, and people reaching out and it was pretty dope because i actually had so for people who don't know you know, i don't want to get too political or nothing but obviously the palestine israel conflict the war whatever the case may be i actually had palestinian kids from Palestine that were watching the YouTube videos and were couldn't wait to watch. So that was pretty dope to yeah. be able to, you know, use this platform to just kind of give like a voice or an image. You know what I'm saying? It might not be big to some, but this was, that was huge to me. You know what I'm saying? So it was, um, it's pretty dope. Yeah. And just to touch on that real quick, I was actually literally uh, just an hour ago on the phone with Ibrahim uh, Elbana and uh, one of the one of his, you know, idols in, in the game of football and, and period is as a Palestinian man um, is Big Mo. And he, he said to say, what's up, Mo? And, uh, you know, he was just he was just looking at the calendar, which is another thing. Maybe we talk about it in a little bit more detail later. Um, but since you brought up the heritage is, is a lot of these spring seasons also coincide with the month of Ramadan. And, and, and for all of those that are a little bit, you know, illiterate to the fact that there's other things that you know in other cultures that that we're used to and some of the way, things that go into it just to be specific you know you're going sun up sundown no intake of any any solid you know sustenance or liquid sustenance and in those in those days you're you're in the the asbury park heat playing full contact no pads football and that's just one of the other thing that's it's really amazing about your career and abe's as well since we mentioned him but uh you know, shout outs to that part of your story. And, 
you know, you mentioned one of the, you know, just can I, I want to get into some of the things that we were talking about earlier. So just so we have it set up. And I think this is a good setup. You know, you mentioned the chips is some of your favorite memories. Um, one of the things that I think we, we wanted to make sure we touched on is maybe a, a conversation a little bit into maybe what's, what's one of your worst, uh, you know, times in this league and what, what's, what, what's one of the hardest things that you've had to deal with. And it's interesting. You said some of the, the best years were your, your chip years, but let's go into one of those chip years a little bit more specifically since, since we talked about it earlier, you know, let's, let's, let's bring up a situation where, a championship is something that everybody in this league is playing for, right? Right. Tell me a little bit about the the season in question and what made that, you know, maybe a polar opposite to some of those other championship runs. All right. So first, let me hit on the thing with Abe. Abe, that's my boy, another Palestinian brother, another Muslim brother. It's good to see some of us out there. Um, I know he said he wanted the flag. Get your own. I know all the fucking weddings we go to and stuff they they those are some of the favors get your own i'm not giving up any of my damn stuff there that's, you go that's number one hey but uh, i told him i'll ask i didn't even ask him on the podcast but he's answering yeah. it right up there you yep. go so so answer that right there um number two yes fasting for the holy month of ramadan um no food no water sunrise to sunset so yes it absolutely fucking sucked all right <laughs> it, it was it was it was hard it wasn't as easy as as people fucking thought and stuff like that and um so all you bitch ass fucking linemen that thought hey man you know mo ain't 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 you know this he's going out there and you know it yeah you're lucky i ain't have no food no water and i was still in chips i was still in the playoffs i was still busted it's there so yes this is a different kind of mo speaking right now because i'm retired i'm neutral and i really just don't care right now so with that being said um but yeah, yeah, you know, I, I try to stay true to who I am, my faith, my religion, and stuff like that. So um, that's that. Now, yes, I did say winning chips was definitely, you know, part of my favorite um memories in, in this league. And the year in question, the chip in question, the worst, I want to say the worst season or the worst time I think I've had. And um, I know this is gonna be a surprise, man. Believe it or not, I wish Big Rob's camera didn't go off because i know he wanted to speak about it and, and hone in on it but it was the year the chiefs beat the immortals and we went undefeated it was our third straight chip and that was the most miserable season i've had in this league and probably in my football career to be honest with you oh um, and now and now and we're talking about 2015 right uh yeah that was the if it's 2015 so, you know I, I forgot which year we won it so that's the that's the and you, you said your third straight chip, but it was your third straight chip appearance because just to put yes. it in context for people. Yes, third straight chip appearance. 2014, you guys yep. went there, had a very good season, and lost to the U, I believe, right? We got we got, we got the shit. Yeah, I was going to ask you what the score was. St. John, John Vianney. Yeah, oh, man, Jesse, school, Martin, yeah. Jesse Martinez tore his Achilles, and then it was just like, all right, Patterson used defense against Alex Vargas, and without – you know, are running back to kind of, you know, just keep the balance, but we got smoked. I forgot. I think it was like 40 to seven. I, I don't remember what the hell it was. One of my best games personally, to be honest, they couldn't block me. Like it was, you know, my best memory. I, I open field tackled moon in that game and not a lot of 300 plus pound people can say that. So yes, not moon, that moon, not know, that moon moon. I, I played with you. I played against you, but I had to bring it up and he actually got up and he was, you know, he, he, he said, I knew you were a baller when I went to the U. I knew you were a baller 
when you open field tackled me. In, in, you know what I'm saying? And not a lot of people can open field tackle moon one-on-one, especially being, you know, 300 pounds plus. Mind you, I was deer in the headlights. I was like, please don't look stupid. Please don't look stupid. Please don't look stupid. So, um, yeah, Rob, we see you, bro. Uh, and um, so, yeah. So, uh, Rob, I don't know if you missed it. Corey just hit on one of your big questions and takes. He asked what one of my worst times was in this league. And I know you were big on trying to ask about it when we talked, you know, behind the scenes. Uh, was that right. chip, the undefeated chip year with the Chiefs? You know, usually a lot of people because ST thought it was insane. I thought that was insane. You ST and I still talk about it. Drew, you know, if he's listening, he's he'll tell you, man, we were miserable. Three straight chip appearances, the star power that you have there. And then sometimes like we let a lot of the outside noise, but now with social media getting there and these people starting to talk all this shit and just chirp and chirp and chirp and you're just like you're tired it's not easy to go you know we lost in those three years we lost i think four games in three years two of them being chips one of them in the playoff it, it was just all right all right big rob we not get yes bic beat me <laughs> all right, you know yeah you know. hey big mo yeah, all right. You remember that club, though. You'll never forget that, all right? That was on the goal line. Nope, remember that chip, too. You've never been lifted <laughs> off your feet like that. It's all right. I got my back, bro, against BIC, too, but we good. Shit happens. Yeah, shit happens. Yeah, man, don't get me started. You know, yeah, I'm throwing people under the bus, too, bro. Fuck that. Vargas, we, we were up 28-7 or whatever it was, and we come out three straight turnovers in that damn game, by the way, against BIC in the second half. And it was just, you can't do nothing. Your CP was just running all over. It was just courage. Anyway, so yeah, back to that undefeated chip. That was the most miserable, I think, I've been in this league in one of the worst times of football I've had. And it it sucked, man. Believe it or not, it, it, it was bad because the pressure of just having, oh, shit, this is your third straight chip. You know, and now you're a polarizing figure in this league. The league is growing. People are watching. People are knowing who you are. And not only that, just the competitiveness. You, We had some guys, bro. Like, we had egos on that team. You know what I'm saying? It's not easy to ball with dudes like uh, 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 like an Isaac, like a big white, man, like like uh, uh, ST, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you got DeBron. So to go there and to be undefeated and to win that, people would think, oh, shit. You know, they – Man, that's great, man. We would love to do that. What? We were miserable. Fighting on the sideline, fighting in between meetings, fighting in between. No, it, it, we felt like we just had to go out there and just finally win it, and we finally did it. It was like a relief. And so I act- is that what made it miserable? Because in the years kind of leading up, like wins were satisfying when it got to that point where the only win that you needed to, to feel successful was the championship all of the other success in between just felt like mundane or you were just waiting to fit. What, what was it that made it so that a successful year in which you're winning and a lot of those games, you guys dominated how, how, what is the, the factor that made it so miserable for you? Man, that's a damn good question. It was like, I said, yeah, you know, it was everything, all the awards you get, the notoriety, the but stuff. were the wins in that season even satisfying in the regular season no. and leading up to the championship? No. We so knew- is that maybe why it was such a such a such a stressful and hard season because there was no win that could satisfy you until you got to that championship and finally got over the hump? 
we we came back at so after BIC beat us. So you got to remember too, we lost some players. You know what I'm saying? We had Joel, he left. Oh man, the Chiefs ain't gonna be able to do it. Chick, he came, he left. No doubt. Man, you don't, you know, we we reload. You know what I'm saying? It's not rebuild, we reload, you know, and then like you know, it, it it was it was just like, all right, can they do it? Can they not? Man, it's like, all right, you know, the Chiefs, you know, when I first went there, like I chose to go to the Chiefs because they were just that middle of the pack when I first came into town beef. You know what I'm saying? They were tough, everybody knew them, but they just didn't get over that hump. And to get those wins in that, you know, that it, it, you know, that year and just to go undefeated, and you're just like, all right, it, it was we knew coming after after BIC beat us. We wanted, we wanted them. We wanted, we were like, please, we just hope it just felt, it fell back to them because we wanted that back. It, it, you know, we wanted it back in blood. It didn't work out that way. No win was satisfying. Everybody wanted that chip. That's the only thing that mattered. No. And to put it into perspective, it was you guys made the championship in fourteen, got blown out. Fifteen, you were winning in the championship, basically. No, 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 no. Whoa, 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 rewind. <laughs> Yeah. They did not make the championship in 14. They that BIC versus the U in 14. 15 was the Chiefs versus the U. 16 was the Chiefs versus BIC. I see. So 17, 17 was the Chiefs versus Immortals. So okay. see, I don't even remember what year we won it, bro. I, I just like I said, it's been six chips. I don't even remember which ones they are, to be honest with you. All right. So so in this span, basically, but it but it was a progression. You guys went from getting blown out in the chip. Yep. Then eventually you got back to the chip, and then you had it in your hands, and it was snatched away. So then we're talking about the year that after you guys basically were up at half. Well, I mean, middle finger or not, 28 to no, 7. No, that, that was the big rob. That was the big rob. That was to me. That was to me. I see him. I see that was to anybody, anybody that's ever worn a BIC jersey. So technically it does count as me. I, I see I see him smirking, and it's just it goes beyond because Big Rob's my bro outside of this. <laughs> We've had some heated debates and conversations, bro. It's bad. And oh, yeah. I laugh oh, so yeah. hard at this. I see him. I see him smirking in the line, and I know Matt Ryan's just scratching every time. Head, but what the? I just because every time you smirk again, that's why. It's it's he's sitting there because every time every time you mention that championship, I'm gonna smile. Like I'm just gonna it's, smile. It's it's just, just, just a calm smile. It, we had it. We lost it. All respect to them. You know, I, I love the guys that was on there anyway. But yeah, so no win was satisfying. It sucked. We were miserable that year, and we win the game against the Immortals. And it was just like, finally, we got it. Like, I, I'm done. Mm-hmm. At that point, to be honest with you, I was ready to just boom. That was it. I was exhausted, man. Just mentally, physically, emotionally. We took it serious. The guys on that team took it serious, bro. We had some ballers. We had some dudes. We had some dudes who went out there to get away from the bullshit that they were going through in everyday life. And everybody has that story. But when you talk to some of these dudes and understand their lives and their kids and their stuff and why they come out there. You kind of want to do it and win that for them. You know what I'm saying? You want that to happen. Like Drew will forever. That's my, that's my bro. And when he opened the doors to unions, nobody was allowed to be on the chiefs. Everybody knew that he opened the doors to me. The rest was history, but it was just, yeah, that, that year was me. Me and Drew almost fought literally no joke. Like nobody knows this. We fought in the arguments and the fights. We got face to face on numerous occasions. You know what I'm saying? Like 
we got face to face to the point where we're like, all right, man, like roll up. Let's 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 do like yo, I'm done. Anybody, anybody that really knows Andrew Pilato was not surprised that he was in a fight with anybody, really, because oh. even even in games where guys never had met him before or said anything to him, all of a sudden a fist is flying into somebody's chest, well, and you're like, Wait, I, no, no, who was no. that? And you know exactly who it was. I made that mistake my rookie year. Yeah. Okay. Uh I was on ESG. They before we had all this podcast and stuff like that. I don't know if you guys remember. Uh Peckin had this like talk show where you get to call in and talk smack. Peckin's so, corner. Yeah, yeah. The, the little radio pop so, thing. Yeah, you called in on the phone, right? And here I am, a little young Thundercat out of college, and I'm thinking like this league is is sweet and I talked shit. Like, I came on the boards, and I'm like, all right, man, I'm running rookie of the year. You guys can't block me. You guys all suck, blah, blah, blah. Just like all these other people come in and think this league is BS. And I remember going, Like other states and other divisions, right? Bro, everybody, everybody. It, I learned my lesson. Listen, I, I'll never forget it, bro. Dobie, the linebacker, he was on the Bombers, Bombers. I think, yep. at the time. No, or SWG. He was on SWG. Oh, yeah, yeah, they had already combined. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're so right. it was oh, super S-dub. So 2013, yeah, yeah, you're right. 2013 yeah, yeah. was yeah, your yeah. year. Okay. That's my, that, was my, that was my rookie year, too. So That was so, a pretty good rookie class. Bro, oh, yeah. One, bro, that was one of the best rookie classes. I don't care what nobody says. But uh, Dobie goes on the boards, and he's like, yo, you better watch how you're talking, man. I'm sitting there like, I, you got all of you. Like, I don't care. He's like, bro, and you don't. Dolby, and Dolby, when you look at his Facebook profile, it's just this, just this pretty white boy, like with blue bro, eyes. That's like, exactly <laughs> what I said. I'm not gonna lie. What do you, to you. what do you even say? Yeah, I, I, I'm yeah. not gonna lie to you. I'm sitting there looking at this dude. I'm like, all right, man, this pretty boy. And then I started watching film, and I was like, oh shit, this this, this guy can this guy can rock. So fucking people. Up. It's always hard <laughs> when they're handsome and violent. It's just like, come on, you can't be pretty and be good at football. Bro. It's just annoying. As someone who is ugly and bad at football, but so well, I'm mediocre listen, at both. I just stay. And, and yeah, what? Well, listen, uh, I'm not even gonna say what I said prior to the show starting <laughs> regarding Jess. God bless her. I don't know how, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you know, Rob, so, he also said some halal meat shit. Yeah, it was terrible. No, you should have been there. You should have oh been there, Rob. A- anyways, so, anyway, so. My first game ever against anybody in this league was it was ESG, uh, Eastside Grave Diggers, and it was against that super SWG team. Now, I'm new to the league, so I thought this team was just this team. I didn't know nothing about no bombers, I didn't know nothing about no mm-hmm. SWG. So, I'm now going against pure skills, ST, uh, uh, Tote, Moose Spit, Moose yeah. Pure, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Pete Gunner, fucking big ass fullback. You know, you sit there and you're just like, fuck. Um, bro, they, you, and you don't know. And then the Revis brothers, you know, the big ass offensive lineman, you got big white, and it was like a 35 20. Fern was on there too. Fern. Oh, I remember I talked smack to Fern because we scrimmaged. SWG, for those that don't know anything about it, you can go watch the film. It's basically like the Monstars from the original Space Jam. So so mind you, right, and and I'm going in there, and Chris Johnson was the quarterback. I I believe it was Chris Johnson. We go in there, and I'm playing against these dudes. We barely lose. I think it was like 35-27. We give them a game. I'm like, man, if this is the best team they got, this is me, my rookie year. This is the best team they got? I was like, man, we're going to be all right. Next week we play the Chiefs. I get on this call. All right. And with I'm the peck, like with the Peckin show, right? With the yeah, Peckin show. I, yeah. I get on this call, and the first thing I do is I call out Drew. 
I said, I hear about these guys being tough, dirty, this. And I'm like, yo, you guys can't block me. You guys can't fuck with me. Drew, you ain't shit. We beating you this, that, and third. Come game day. All right. And Drew used to have this corny shit called slapyourself.com. He would always put that in the comment. Yeah, All right. So he got on the call and he was like, I don't know who this new guy, you know, he's Cuban. So the Miami accent, I don't know. You know, man, you know, I don't know. I don't know who this guy is, man. You know, he coming to slap yourself, dog. Come, you'll see Sunday. I'm like, All right. Line up first play of the game. Moose Spit is ref in that game, by the way. Okay. We play on this turf field in Newark. We had to hop a fence and, you know, I busted my ass hopping the fence because we just, I play football. I don't fucking hop fence. I run through them. All right. Like, you know, that, so that's that, that's that carpet. <laughs> that's the episode field, title. Right? Yep. You know, <laughs> so, that, is, that is, that is Matt. And, so, and fittingly, I, I was talking fences. over it. Go ahead. So, so line up on defense. I line up right against Drew. First snap. He cocks back and just fucking jabs me right in the face. And I'm like, so this is what we on now? Yep. And he was like, yo, you got the wrong one. He goes, you better watch him out. I look at Moose Spit. I'm like, yo, Moose Spit, you don't, you don't see that? Moose Spit's words verbatim. Welcome to the league, Rook. He goes, learn when to talk and not to talk. I was like, all right, bet. Next play, line up. I jab Drew right in his shit. Cock back, just forget the play, bonk. Drew looks at me. He was like, "I, right, you ain't no bitch. He shook my hand. I was like, all right, what is wrong with these dudes? Like these, like this is crazy. <laughs> we played a game. We, we played a what game. What is wrong with these dudes? Bro, we and, some, and somewhere Vegas division over, Derek Duncan is saying, I hope my players don't hear this, please. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, and, and again, now when the referee looked at me, and, and he says, welcome to the league, Rook. I'm like, okay, there's clearly some kind of respect and continuity between these guys. So this ain't just no bullshit league. These guys really respect each other. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know how much respect you really call it when you punch somebody in the face first play and then, you know, whatever. So um, Drew respected me for that. And then after the game, he, he comes up to me and he's like, you because know, I had a pretty good game. You know what I'm saying? Um, they couldn't block me either. Like I, I was rolling all over them and stuff like that, but they ended up winning. And then Drew comes up to me and he was like, look, I never opened the doors to anybody in Union City, but he goes, you might be the first person I do it for. So come talk to me at the end of the year. <clears throat> two years, uh, two games after that, I leave uh, ESG because one of the, one of our teammates talked to another teammate. They started throwing up gang signs. One of them pulled out something from his trunk. And I was like, yo, you know, I'm here to play ball, but like, we ain't, I ain't here for that. So then I left to the Gunners. Uh, Andrew Levine, fitting, to, fitting, fitting name, fitting name. Mm. Yeah, right. They, there you go. I didn't, <laughs> imagine, I, you, imagine. You imagine. So I, I went to the Gunners. Um, I put myself out there. I was like, look, man, I, I, I'm open to to play anywhere. Anybody wants me, and not gonna say the team names, but dudes hit me up and say, yo, we got a jersey for you. We'll pay you everything that you need to come rock for us. I decided to go join the Gunners because I didn't want to go to. I didn't make a name for myself yet. I didn't do anything. So I was like, you know what? I can't just go to a good, you know, a great team. So I went to the Gunners. Um, we had some success there. They ended up falling apart and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's, um, yep, that was uh, 2013. Mo, you, touch, you touched on something that I think 
us as you know the veterans of the league of you know the le- you know future legends future hall of famers especially guys who've been to like plenty of championships there's a fatigue about a7 NFL that you don't get anywhere else there's a and if for reference look at a guy like Huff who has been on a dominant team for the better part of a decade who left to go join the animals to get a different look look at you, once the Chiefs fell apart, took a break, came back to the U. Same thing with me. Had a run with BIC. Once things started to slow down, went to the U, got a chip, retired. There's a fatigue that happens when you are, I can't say when you're at the lower levels because I wasn't there that long. But when you're mid to high tier in this league, there's this I, I wouldn't even know what to call it, but there's this certain type of exalt. Guys, listen to the timeline here. Big Mo is telling you you were on the Chiefs in 2014. Yep. After the Gunners folded, um, other teams that hit me up again. It was like, yo, come join, come do this. And then I made the decision. I was like, yo, I'm gonna go to a team that's like right there, you know, like in the middle, not okay. the high. But at the time, then. You had, um, you know, S-Dub, you had Savage, you had B.I.C., you had – and B.I.C. was on the come-up because B.I.C. wasn't always there too. Like, I, I, you know, I was going back and diving into some history. Like, it wasn't always – you know, and there was mad teams back then. There no, was, by the time – by the time 14 rolled around, 2014, B.I.C. had been on the on the come good up. side of 500, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And about two seasons. 2012, we did well. 2013 – we did well 2014 was the breakout year but again l- listen to the way these years are stacking up 2014 we went to the chip right this is BIC, big rob from bic 2014 in the chip 2015 lost to the chip th- lost to the chiefs in the semifinals big game again we're in the playoffs we are deep in the playoffs yep. 2016 went to the chip 2017 lost to the Immortals in a really weird, super, you can't find the footage game. You only see Corey getting hit and a touchdown thrown to CP. Um, and how, many, and how fatigue many yards did that pass A whole lot. I'm not going to lie. We were, we were talking like, about that. Pre- we were talking Corey about that pre- Yeah. yeah. We it were talking like, about nah, like Corey four, threw the like hell out of that ball. But It was like four or five. That's yeah, Corey went Bill crazy. Through. But... Yeah, but the the high level, the, who was blocking? the, who was the to fatigue, block for, for the Corey? taxation. Who was supposed to block for Corey? What do you mean? We were just talking about this pre-show, and he's saying yeah, who, he's saying did, it was you and, and who else? How did Gerald Bell? How did Gerald Bell get through to to hit? Gerald Bell avoided me like the plague. That's why. <laughs> yeah, because Big Fern wasn't playing. That's why. <laughs> yo, the fix yeah, Big Fern. Corey. Big Fern was sick. Hey, yo, yo, Corey. The fix yeah, Big Fern. Big Big Fern's eye was yeah. swollen and red on the ride to the game, and no one understood why. So he gets there, and he's on the sideline. I'm like, bro, he's like, yeah, nah. But, you know, we don't know who Gerald Bell is at the time. So I'm blocking whoever I'm blocking. Gerald Bell goes to Zoe's side at the time, I think, runs through Zoe. He might Corey as well throws a touchdown teams. pass but gets leveled. Yeah, yo, Corey gets destroyed. I'm looking back, and Corey's on the floor picking his brain off the ground. And I'm like, bro, what happened? And uh, he's like, I don't I know. And I'm down. like, I'm looking down. around like, happened. okay, it was a touchdown. So now I'm watching Gerald Bell on defense. Gerald Bell is 
I'm on offense, he's kicking our D line's ass at tight end. I caught a 65 yard touchdown. It, it destroyed our, our our defense, and I'm like, who is this guy? So then Gerald Bell came and lined up against me to test my medal. He went strength for strength. That wasn't the answer. So he didn't get to Corey positive yards. Then he tried to catch me on the speed. And I'm like, yo, this dude is fast for a big yo, guy. You notice how big Rob trying to save face right now, bro? He went from the years. And no, we was... sidetracked him because we wanted to talk about Corey Hammond. Corey Hammond. Oh, yeah, you got sidetracked the shit out of me. Yeah, <laughs> ahead, yeah you got sidetracked the shit out of me. But, um, but the way but that it to, stacks to up, the back, fatigue. To get back on track. Yeah, the fatigue. So you got to understand, when, especially in the, the era we played in, Jersey had six, five to six good teams that were going to take you to the deep end work. of the fourth to really beat them. It was deep, deep waters, work. bro. Yeah. You're not very deep. We're not we're not talking about the easy games Ashante Worthy and Courage get now. We're talking about every week. You're you you're almost go, six times a yeah. season. Yeah. Before the playoffs, it gave you a playoff atmosphere. So that's 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. And then 18, the entire New Jersey division felt the fatigue because we let Baltimore win a chip. So I'm not lying to you. No. I'm not lying to you. No. So to hit on that fatigue there, part, there's, what's your question? I forgot yeah. what, your, what your question was. You, you said that, that fatigue. No, that's really the question. How do we, how do we prepare new players and players on their way to entering that fatigue stage? How do we prepare them for that? Because that's something no one's ever talked to us about. Being you, you mentioned social media. You mentioned, especially now we have the podcast. We're on more. We're on TV. We're on ESPN. We're on Sports Center. Guys, this is bigger than it's ever been. And having to live up to 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 these expectations. Snoop Dogg is watching games. Um, former NFL players are watching games. Guys with blue check marks are checking it out. So how do we prepare these new guys for this new level of fatigue? Because it's I'll tell you, I'll tell you how I prepare for it, Rob, is, is that I uh, don't have the, the extreme levels of success that you guys have had. So I always come in hungry. That's why I don't have any fatigue. I'm 36 years old. You look at something, something doesn't look right in this picture. Uh, I'm still recovering from my high ankle sprain in Vegas because I wanted to go out there and wear a purple jersey and, 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 and use the Insane. moniker Endeavor. And I'm still like, fighting to be a part of this league and, and, and on a roster. Um, hopefully I am. Hopefully there's no tribe. Doesn't cut me. <laughs> to answer, to answer but, you. but, but, but go for the series answer, let's go to uh, multiple time a seven NFL champion, big Mo Ramadan. So, so to answer that question, to get these, these, these young dudes ready for that quote unquote fatigue, it's, well, first of all, the balance the balance shift right now is is not where it used. You know, the the the, sh the balance shifted in this league. You know what I'm saying with with all right. the change and teams and the 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 you know the behind the scenes stuff that it takes to run a league and stuff like that. But to get guys ready for that fatigue, it's just it's football, man. And, and people it. You know, if you're coming into this league to just BS, bro, and stuff like that, like if you if you really take it serious, bro, and you enjoy and you're competitive, because I want to say 90% of this league is 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 really they're they're competitive, they want to play the game. But to, to get ready for that fatigue, right. man, that's that's just on them. And honestly, the leadership on your team. 
I, I, I really got to say, you need a balance of older guys, new guys, vets, you know, obviously you know, some things like that, because um, if you don't have people that went through it, they'll never be able to explain it. And um, like, like last year, we, the, you lost the chip. All right. And it's crazy because that chip game, it, the BIC, when we beat them, the, uh, it was a year prior. BIC, mm-hmm. we the youth last year turned into what BIC was the year we beat them. Okay. Right. It was just, you know, the BIC played to their strengths. There was no arguments. They knew what they needed to do. They were there and they put it all together to, to and weren't selfish. I'm not going to say everybody under you was self. It was just a lot of shit going on behind the scenes and things like that. That fatigue that hits, it's, it's you know, during the course of your career and stuff, People got to understand this is real now. You know, we set the same mm-hmm. standard now. Like we we built even before me in 2013, because there's some guys people don't even know about. Like go to the archives. Go go look at some of the dudes that really played even before 2013. You know, I'm not even trying to just make this, but when you start gaining the notoriety and the popularity and and and, and the and the things like that. You got to take it serious because you don't know who's watching. You don't know what kind of opportunities you're going to get. And at the same time, you got to sit there and, and just take it serious. It's football, man. It, it's it's football. And, and, and it's it's if, if if you respect the game of football, it's going to respect you, man. So does that fatigue, guys, you. does that fatigue kind of coincide with the level of motivation? Because I feel like there is like a like a like a linear correlation between having a chip and losing that edge that makes you work that extra, that extra play at practice to make sure it's perfect or to go the extra mile to, uh, no, to no. confront See, the player on your team because you're, you're holding them accountable. If you are already successful, you're you on the right path. Work. Yeah. Cause that's, that's no, an no, you're, thing. you're on the right path with it. It's, it's really heavy as the head that wears the crown, right? It's, it's really that concept, that kind of logic with it. It's, Yes, there is, and this is why the U is so respected for going back-to-back. This is why any team that wins back-to-back gets so much respect. When you win, you you have to understand, Twenty six summer 2016 after that chip, bro, I didn't want to play anymore. It Listen, it was a long time coming. It, it it's It's... It's our, losing our star quarterback. See, CJ was gone. Then we start with Fitz. Fitz gets hurt. CP is a relative newcomer. KWAC is a new guy. These guys were not, you know, household names. And we go there as stress-free as we could possibly go and then win that chip. Do you think for one second I wanted to spin the block and go, ha-ha, yeah. I'm a, no, I wanted to tell everybody that, hey, Suck my, I'm a champion. I don't care anymore. Like, what do I care about? Bro. Because this is not the NBA where you need six. Yo. You don't need six chips to be validated in this league. You only need one. Bro. We're in a special class of people that have more than one. Oh, but you, you only so need telling one me chip there's a in chance. this league. You get, you so get, you're telling <laughs> me there's a chip. Bro, you know, you know what it is? Here's the thing to hone in and to, to, to piggyback off what Big Rob said. Because when the when when I was on the Chiefs and we finally did it, I told Drew, pull the Chiefs out. We're done. 
I remember. I remember you saying that. I remember you saying I that. I said I told Drew. This is his team. He's been in the league for a while. We as players on that team, as a team, we were drained. We were drained because the pressure that came with it and stuff like that. Now, mind you, you got to remember too. We ain't college fit athletes and stuff like that. Kids and and, mm. and work and going to town beef Mondays were fucking real. It's All right, oh my God, they man. still are. I still it play. Was, no, well, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> I wouldn't know when you, when you, when you did, when we did that, and we that was our third straight chip when we finally won, and we're just like, yo, I told Drew, I got, I was like, stop. I was like, cut it. If other players want to branch out and just go their own separate ways, cool. Do not bring the Chiefs back because look what, what was happened. the Chiefs record. What was the Chiefs record that next year? Bro, in the movie, it, it was the Chiefs record, re- man. It was so the worst said, Chiefs record ever. So th- all this being said, just to kind of put it into context, because I think this is a really this is a really bigger conversation. It's an interesting conversation. Bro, that's when Drew fought Alex against Savage. They yeah, are I remember. Team. Yes. Like, I re- was, no, it was against I, wasn't it against wasn't it against Spanktown? No, it was Savage. It was Oh yeah, it, that's it, when that's when that's when savage. Alex went to go peg what's his name? Kwak and I, this. I, I, I don't know what the hell you But anyway, no, he ran, he Alex with the ball on camera running from a Oh fight. yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. Yes. So anyway. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so, so that's also on camera. No, he so, was, <laughs> Rob, hold on. We're not going to say what he thought it was. But yeah. Rob, how I, did you go? I got it. Yeah. Ha- uh, I, 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 just, I was waiting for Rob. This is my first time on the show. And I was waiting for Rob. Because when you said that word, I, bro. <laughs> just, just to, bro, just to kind of give. Bro, that's, that's Just to, to should I have used the vehicle a different out of the for, ditch. Should I? Should yes. I just? A, yes, a you should have. We're not so going to say what the word, word is. Football, so I should have said nut. No, no. Oh my god! I, I call, gonna, I call I'm going to veer the car out of the ditch. Good I'm night, New York. I'm going to ask a question to all of you guys here. Man, I'm going to have a, a serious conversation about about what we're talking about, which is after you win a championship, how hard it is to come back the next year and do it. So, so, so yes. bigger, real quick question for everybody on the panel, because I think we all agree. Who the favorite is for 2023. Why are we looking past all of these inherent difficulties? And I think I know the answers. So this is just kind of more of a, a devil's advocate. We're talking in this conversation where we're isolating it to individual teams, but I think it, it, it speaks to all of the teams that have won championships in the A7FL. That season after you win a championship, after you finally get to the, the apex of our sport, it's the hardest season that next year. Why are we unilaterally, all of us, including, I think, a lot of people in other divisions saying that BIC is the favorite and should run the table and win this championship this year? I, I can that answer that for you. I can. And before, I think I up, agree with the Rob, answer. Before, before well, let's you hear. Hold up, Big Rob, before you go, I'm going to tell you one thing. Not only did they win the chip, I believe BIC went undefeated. Yep, so, so did the Chiefs that year. They won the so, chip. Again, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. Different. It's very different. To be, to be consistent and to fucking win and to continuously do, continually dominate. And when you win and you don't lose, that little I'm gonna tell you what the difference is when that first bit of adversity comes and that first thing does not go your way, and that shit really starts. You start looking, and now true colors start to come out. People's 
people's feelings, people's emotions. Oh, I told you it was this fucking, I told you, man, give me the rock. I told you, let me get more reps. I told you it was this, I told you it was that. When you have, I think Big Rob said it before, uh, what 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 the quote was, you know, the, the, the heaviest, the crown, whatever it is that you said. Heavy is the head that wears the crown, yeah. When, yeah. You mm-hmm. have, when you have those dudes who can sit there and calm that down and keep that ego off, you might have a chance because the goal, I know the goal for BIC is not to go undefeated. It's not. When you do that, it's a luxury. No. Yeah, you kicked everybody's ass. I know BIC wants to go back and go back to back. And I know they want it to be against the U. They want it to be that. Last well, it's impossible. Watching, it's literally well, impossible. It's not going to happen now. What? It's literally impossible. Well, listen, year. I haven't, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, look, I haven't looked at, I'm just saying. No, we, we, we'll go into it later, but anyway. When yeah. you look, when you look at, to go, to go back and win it again that means you have to go back and pretty much kick everybody's fucking ass again and everything's got to go your way and everything's got to be smooth and bro it's not easy it's not easy let alone winning let alone making a chip in this league let alone winning it and let alone doing it undefeated i've got two undefeated chips i've been part of two undefeated chips and one of those years was your most miserable you said and one was the most miserable because that was the third straight chip that i had made and me, just me as a competitor, me being a leader on that team, and me being one of the dudes that everybody looked up to, like, all right, bro, like, what's going to happen? So, now, Rob, Rob, what makes BIC that, different? This year's listen, BIC. I've I've been on record saying this um, plenty of times. I believe in, a, in the A7FL exclusively, there is a thing with the number three. There's a thing with the number three. Follow me on this, right? 2013, 2014, BIC makes it to their first chip. 2015, BIC loses to the Chiefs. 2016, BIC wins the chip. You with me? That's three three seasons. 2014, what what did the Chiefs do 2014? What the hell did y'all do? 14? Yeah, what y'all doing 14? They got murdered by the U. 2015... 2015, the Chiefs make it to their first chip. 2016, they make it to the chip again and lose to BIC. 2017, they win their chip. Yep. Wait, I'm not done. 26, 2017, the Chiefs beat who? The Immortals, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. The Immortals lose in 2017. The Immortals get in the final four in 2018. Yeah. And 2019, they win the chip. There is a rule of three in this league that I, for the life of me, can't explain to you. I, I'm, I'm not trying to get too deep into numerology or why that happens or what's going on, but I saw that as soon as 2020 hit, I saw it and noticed it. 2020, the U wins the chip. 2021, the U wins the chip. 2022, the U loses the chip. They have, every team has a three-year dominant stretch. That is why... I feel that BIC's stretch started in 2021 when they lost the chip. Mm -hmm. 2022, the year belongs to them. I know, and they did. They won. They won. Mm -hmm. They won the chip in 2022. The difference between BIC and other teams when it comes to this rule of three is those guys in 2021 were kids. They were grown men in 2022. Those same grown men are going to run it back for 2023 because they got guys like Kenny. They have guys like Carl. There's guys to check the egos. Now, what happens in 2024, 
and then things have to happen. Like teams have to emerge. Florida has to wake up. Florida has to emerge. If Florida does not emerge or Vegas doesn't wake up, then there's no threat to BIC and BIC can run the table for five years. But if we find ourselves in 2024 looking at a Vegas team going, whoa, these guys look a little, hmm. Or we see Florida, Mark Bagway brings his friends from Dade County and these guys are like, that's the only way BIC can lose can 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 lose that crown. They have to be threatened, and because the league is spread or, so so wide now, remember Jersey or maybe it's six that or seven teams. Remember, Bob. maybe it's, it's that not it's not even the fatigue though. here. They don't play enough. They don't play enough big games to be as fatigued as we were compared to where it, we it, were. It, yeah, compared to where we compared were. to where we were. We, we and play, I want to be on record. What, 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 be on what do record. we call it, Matt? Matt, we call it games of the week. Yep, the games of the week. The the games we yeah. BIC, the Chiefs, the Bombers, SWG. Those guys played games of the week every week, every week, almost. The U of these every week. BIC plays one or two games of the week a year, so it's like they won't be as tired, but. Because everything is stretched so thin, it might take a little longer. That's why I don't think BIC can get a third championship, but I do think the second one is pretty much in the bag. Well, well, here's a question to that. And Mo, I know you wanted to be on record with something, but we'll kick to your point after I I lay this question out and I'll let everybody think about it. To play off of Rob's idea of the rule of three, that cadence makes sense because the first year of a team, like what we saw with the BIC in 2021, is figuring out where you fit in the league and where your pieces fall together. The second year, what we saw, they found the cohesion and they were able to reload. This year is right. how can they transition from being the hunter to the hunted and how comfortable. And that the right. thing is, the BIC feel really comfortable being the villain, being the heel, being the team and the you. And I got to give a lot of credit to Mo and you, Rob, and everybody who was on those U teams in 2019, 2020, 2021. You played bully ball Mm -hmm. and it was physical and it was dominating. And that's how you won. And you won with the mind games too. BIC is all about mind games, but it's not with, I'm not saying I'm going to come to your game I'm going to punch you in the fucking mouth and I'm going to beat your ass over the field for 60 minutes. It's the, I am going to Mm -hmm. embarrass you. I am going to troll you. I am going to break you mentally. And then I'm going to use the two elite athletes that I know that anybody in this league cannot fuck with on offense. And then, oh, we've got this young hitter on the outside, Verardi. Hey there, it's Matt Ryan. Are you enjoying this A7FL podcast? Well, I'm glad you are, because that means you can give us money. That's right, you can buy our merch right now at tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch. That's tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch. Up there right now, we have some Thick Boy Season merchandise. We've got some Hus Hus shirts, and also we've got some Corey Hammond-related merchandise coming soon, a Corey Hammond, Corey Hammond's T-shirt, hoodie, and a whole lot more. You can get all of them right now, sent to you nice, comfy, and cozy at tinyurl.com slash a7flmerch, and also you can find it in the show notes. Now back to that podcast you like. And Columbia, like, 
they were able to beat you physic mentally than physically. And I think that's going to be a problem this year, not just because of how good they are, but this is a rebuilding year for every mm-hmm. New Jersey team but them. The DC them, the DC Buzz and the Florida Nightcrawlers in the East are the three best options to see go forward, in my opinion, because those are the only three teams to where you know there's not a significant overhaul. The Buzz, there's might be a few questions about who's in charge, but Mark Diggs is quarterback. They're going to have a lot of the same weapons. The BIC may have gotten better. There might be more Varardis on that team, which is a scary thought. That's a frightening proposition. And then on top of that, the U, and this is not, you know, Mo is on the show, and I'm not saying it because he's on the show, but when you lose that kind of leadership on the sideline, and then you lose Moon, then you lose Huff. I'm not, pardon me, you lose Huff, and then now you have Moon transitioning into a different role. Now you're integrating all the Baltimore guys, too. It's It's a real issue over time, and I think that the BIC are going to be able to maximize their opportunities based on that and the real question is whether those other two teams can step up and fill the gaps that we're seeing this year other teams have to step up other teams have to what happens is the league starts realizing who the bullies are this league is about matchups we would have a good game against the chiefs and then lose to the bombers you get what i'm saying it's about who who you play well against stylistically when the league is tired of seeing BIC win, certain players are going to step up to do certain things. And they'll at least give BIC a challenge where they're not just walking through people eventually. But it hasn't happened yet. It's it's maybe two seasons away. And I think it's it's great to say that you know, based on the, the the people that me and Matt are talking to, you guys know a lot about champions. But another thing I think Big Mo wanted to get into with the, you know, the institutional memory that he's had, and maybe Rob, this would be a question for you, or are, are just some of, you know, in, in the history of the league, maybe his his perceptions of all-time greats at, at certain things. And, you know, as a defensive tackle, Mo, a defensive end, a defensive line guy, I think it, the best place to start is, as a guy that has claimed to be unblockable very consistently, who would be your top offensive lineman that you've faced in the history of this league? Why? Oof. Okay. Um, well, let me just finish one thing because I want to hit back on it. A lot okay. of that I'm saying is uh, just to be on record. There's a lot of objectivity and subjectivity. So anybody who's listening, who's watching, please understand that it's both. I'm coming from two different eras in this league. And that's where that fatigue comment and everything comes in and talks. So some people might not understand. And I know some people listening, some people in the league, just because I know they get butthurt and stuff like that. They're just, oh, you know, this, then a third. Hey, fuck him. He wasn't that good, whatever the case may be. But uh, I just want to say there's a lot of objectivity and subjectivity and a little bit of in between. So that's I just want to make sure people do know that. Um, I thought you said fuck him, right? So just I, did. Fuck I, I, I did. I <laughs> did. And, and, and to hone in, to, you know, to hone in on that. I was I tried to be as humble as I could in this league when I played. Um, I tried to be because there's sometimes I was an asshole. There's sometimes I was, you know, a, you know, extremely competitive. I, I embraced everybody that I fucking played against and played with. And I loved everybody. I mean it wholeheartedly now that I'm, you know, I'm retired and stuff like that, because, again, I respect the game of football. Um, but with that being said, um, I never claimed to be unblockable. 
I let my game do the talking. So now you're just putting words in my mouth because I never ever. My bad, to... my bad. I was no, saying I never, that like. I, I, no, I get what you're saying. I was just saying though. I never came out and said that, but I will go on record to say this now. I do now. I'm done, like I'm done playing this stuff like that, and um, obviously with everything I got going on. So um, I do think I'm one of the best to come through this damn league defensively, um, and one of the best overall players pound for pound at my size to do what I did, um, you know, things of that nature. So I will say that with a non-humble moment, I do really believe I'm one of the best, if not the best interior D lineman to play in this game. To answer your question, you asked who the best offensive lineman I played against. Yes, sir. Um, Man, I, I just, let me just get it out the way now because I know he's listening. He's going to wait to smirk. Big Rob definitely got my respect. We've had battles. Um, left and right we've we've said some things to each other on the field that i don't think people want to know and then after the game we embrace each other but big rob um and this is in no order because yeah yeah I, I, yeah i'm not gonna put you in a hot seat like it, that where you know it, it's not even a hot seat it's one of those things where i would love to actually do that because it, it there's 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 some players that think they're up there and then they're not and then there's some players that don't get talked about but i big rob's definitely one of them Fern is big is one of them. Um, Michael Lee Bryan from from PA, Juice from PA, um, Maurice Taylor out in Baltimore. Got to give him his respect. Um, Forder was pretty good. Chris Forder, all right. As much as I can't couldn't stand him, uh, Chris Forder was 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 pretty good. You know what I'm saying? He knew his hand placement. That's what it was with him. He knew how to get his hand. You know his hands on. You know he knew how to, he knew how to use his hands and his balance. Um, Drew, you know, as much as I hated going against him, but he was, he was really good. Um, again, now this is, this is me. You're talking about, you're talking to a pure nose who was going to, it was, it was no finesse moves or nothing. You're getting double team, triple team. Then you just knew who, how people, uh, could use their skills, their weight, their placement, everything like that. Um, mugs, mugs is good. Got to give Muggs his, his 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 flowers. I played actually against him in college and in 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 a seven. So, you know he's 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 good. But for the most part, those are the guys that really um, those are the guys that really stand. I'm pretty sure there might be one or two more, but um, those those are the guys. You gave us a, you gave us a solid about eight to ten. I think that's good. Yeah, uh, Rob, Rob. Who would you say are your some of your top defensive tackle types of all time? Because I think I think Mo's right. Many. I think Mo's right. When when you when we really isolate it, not to defensive ends, because there's more of those different styles of guys. Whether it was the true, no, ain't no damn defensive ends, bro. This league got small, fast people that that's go what I'm saying, and they try to run around big dudes, pure offensive linemen like Big Rob and all these other yeah. like that's to me that's that's. You know what I'm saying? Like that's 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 you know I can look. Yeah, that's that's the flag the end type of mentality but this that is, like we're it's not we're, that, that perfected. That's, that's what makes this. That's what makes this league great. The corner. No, yeah. that's what makes this league great. I, I'm gonna go back to Big Rob's question, but I want to hone in on it because a lot of people don't talk about that shit, bro. A lot of people don't talk about hey, let's go put a corner or a DB or a snags or a CP on the outside, let them run around this fat this, this fat ass, and then. Get this quarterback to do this, and then you run a loop on the inside with a linebacker, whatever, whatever it is. Like, duh. I ain't yeah. you ain't gonna expect big Rob. I'm sorry, big Rob, bro. You ain't gonna hip and dip on the whole damn cornerback coming off the edge. It ain't 
It ain't gonna happen, bro. What? I, I was doing, bro. I was doing that for seasons. I was, I was, bro. I was doing that. I was literally <laughs> you know doing I, that. Y'all, man, listen. I was bro, doing that for seasons. I'm I'm, about, if you're talking bro. about right, hold on. I'm talking, you're talking about, about that right now. Time. If you're talking about right, if you're talking no, about, no, right, I'm talking about. I'm bro, talking they about couldn't do nothing nine. with me. No, no, listen, no, no, no. shut up. Listen, if, if it would have worked, if it would have worked, if it would have worked, they would have did it. These these kids suck. I was blocking guys like Olay and. And 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 Stork and these had, guys who Olay had the wide balls. nine. Olay had balls to line up on the five technique instead of in a wide nine and just run around you, so you can't even touch them. Bro, they can't. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I don't. I don't know if you are you familiar with my game. I am an. I am yeah, a Hall of Famer. Fam, fam, no? Just I'm making sure. Only, um, the only dude I'm, in the game to throw your ass it, with one arm, dog. You didn't throw Mo. You didn't throw me. I I, I, you, we we can watch the film. Hey, Matter of fact, Mo, I'm, Mo, you I'm happy. I'm happy. To do the, I'm happy. The confrontation no, 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 no. thing until he answered the question because he was probably going to say you now. But now I we're going to go. Into I this know thing. where I stand with Big Rob. No, 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 no. Because the question I gave him. Qu work. No, no. The, you got to understand. You got to understand the question, Mo. Mo, if blocking. This is you're not going to like what I'm about to say either. I, defensive tackle. You asked about defensive tackles. There's not that many. We have to start there. There's not that many. The pure list is short. Yes. The list goes, huh? Yeah, pure that. defensive pure. tackle. Yeah, the I, list I, I, is absurdly. Yeah, the the list is absurdly short. And if we're being honest, it's much easier for a guy like me to block a defensive tackle than a wide nine or a guy playing the five tech, really trying to be on my outside shoulder. It, it's that's not as fun for me. Even though because of this league, I had to adjust and block that guy. Blocking a guy like Big Mo is a lot easier for me, regardless of what happens in them trenches between me and Big Mo. It's still easier. And he'll even tell you because the play he's talking about, Big Mo clubbed the dog shit out of me. But ask Big Mo what happened. We still scored. The reason why we still scored is because he, as a key player, was still locked up with me. He was still dealing with me. After he got me out the way, nothing was there. There was no one there to stop anybody because – if Big Mo's on me, then everybody else to spread the fuck out. You get what I'm saying? Nobody wants me to touch them. Big Mo's okay with it because he knows he can get a move off. But again, me taking that inside step down to go into a defensive tackle, it's a lot easier. Like, I'll give you my short list, honestly, in no order. It's Big Mo and, and Big Brother. What's his name? I always forget his name. What the hell is his name? Bell? Little Bo? Brother. What is it? Little Brother? Huh? Bone? No, Bone's on the list too. Bone, Big Mo, Bone, Gerald I mean, Bell, and I, I'm, I'm blanking on his name. He was on the bombs. He, he played for Rutgers. He has colored eyes. Oh, oh Daryl uh, Sheldon. Daryl, yeah, it's Stevenson. Daryl, Daryl Steve, yeah, yeah. Stevenson. No, Daryl Stevenson. Daryl Stevenson is probably Sheldon. I think it was Sheldon. I feel like we're butchering nah, his that's, name. No, nah, that, that we're doing the we're Sheldon. doing the Facebook thing at the end. That's oh. that's what he has on Facebook. Yeah, his right. name is Stevenson. And yeah, bro, you yep. know I play with him. Yeah, too. Stevenson. Know Stevenson. Him, you know who the fuck I'm yeah. talking about. And and the reason, yeah, you know what we're talking about. Um, the reason why he was so tough, he was he's probably the best we've ever faced. I've ever faced because of what he did to me and Fern together. He made me and Fern look absolutely silly, absolutely silly. So it's him, Big Mo. Um, I put Sullivano under Big Mo, Bone, and Gerald Bell. That's my list. Short list. It's not that many guys. Because when we talk about when we talk about Big Mo's career, what I remember from Big Mo is that there's there's very few guys that were, you know, rushing the passer consistently from the D tackle position, like that Warren Sapp type of like middle right, pressure, right, which right. 
you know, as as a quarterback, I always preferred if if the the defensive ends were going to go really wide, and I had good linemen, which only was what the two years rather, and I had good linemen. Mm-hmm. If I could step up into the pocket, then I can still affect the play. But when that middle pressure comes at a guy like me. There's nothing I could do except for like you could see in that one uh, highlight where I'm just like dipping, like trying to shoulder fake him. And then I, I, uh, I pitched it out to the guy uh, for the Purple City Warriors. That was a really good idea. Um, Chris Igneri in a seven on seven. Let's run a true eye form, which is almost as dumb as running a wishbone. But anyway, that's just another trip down memory lane. So, Rob, you would say th- that's your list. And what's awesome is, is that of one of the best linemen in our league, Rob, I- obviously one of the best D linemen in our league, like Mo, you guys both have each other on the list. And I think you guys are both two of the architects, especially of those trenches. Let, let that, let me ask this of you guys, because you guys are like the the Kings of the trenches, basically, you know, especially on this podcast, how could, how would you describe the the early town beef and as it compares to what I call kind of like the Steph Curry area era of, of a seven where, when, when we were trying to educate guys in the Vegas division on like, you know, some of the history of this league, one of the, one of the videos that I posted was that Immortals U game from, I think, what was it? Uh, it was the return. So that was 2016, right? 2016, yeah. 16 or 15. I'm not sure. I think it was 16. And, and 15, in the game- 15. No, 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 15. no, 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 no. 15. 15 for sure. 15 for sure. So because they stayed and watched the Chiefs beat our ass. I remember that. Well, they, that 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 was the same situation where right where maybe maybe look at Big Mo's smirk now, Rob, as as, as payback. Yeah, I was, uh, listen, I already knew it was there. Boy, that was, I said what I that said. That was one of the best games I've ever been a part of, though. That was fun. That and game you should have lost that game. Yes, sir. That no. game, oh, one, <laughs> one I could have one thousand percent. you, bro, bro, Mo? Would you have you wanna, made the interception? Yo, you want to talk about? Wait, you want to talk about? Wait, you want to talk about fatigue? I didn't watch a seven. I didn't watch that championship. I did. I stayed away for at least six months after bro, losing that game to the Chiefs in twenty fifteen. Bro, that hurts. I was in pain. Game, that game was wild for two reasons. I remember that because. I remember there was a play on the goal line. It was Fern, Big Rob, and then uh, Devo. Kenny Stansberry. It, 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 yeah, it was Kenny Stansberry. They, no, it was Debo ran the ball, and it was you. Ice cream truck. Ice cream truck, yeah. Yeah. It, it, so ice, well, Just like, no, no. Viewers at home know him as Ice Cream yeah, Truck, because that was the A7 okay. name. But yeah. before, before really the ice ice cream truck became famous on, as a, as a viral thing. Donnell Hubbard, man, right? Donnell. Yeah, no, I'm just putting it in perspective. You keep going. But, but that game – it got personal. It got physical. It got beyond personal again, to the point where we lining up, and I'm telling Big Rob in front, and I'm like, "All right, motherfucker, let, let's let's do it." Now they both double team me. We get on the goal line. I stand them up, and then I see Ice Cream Truck coming down, and we stopped them. We stopped them on the goal line, and then the next play, we destroy uh, Fitz. I'm talking about. We got back there. And we got it. We're just standing here, putting the BIC fist up on his in his face and shit like that. It was just, it was, it was, it, it, that game was, that game was nuts. And then the last play, LJ's call, that call was one of the best calls. Like that, that was easy. Alex just tossed that thing up. Clerk took a bad angle, bro. And we easy caught that ball. And we were like, no, oh. no, 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 no. See, you see, and this is why I wish we can have a show, right? And Matt, I'm talking to you, Matthew. 
This is why it's I wish we could. Look, 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 there, there's a show where you sit down with two teams of a big game, right? Where Big Mo says, Clerk took a bad angle, but that's from his perspective. But what actually happened is he thought there was no way Easy got the ball. He said, okay, after the tip, listen, Ron thought after Abdul's tip, there's no way Easy's catching that pass. So he let up. He didn't take a bad angle. Ron's Ron's moniker in 2015 was kill everything that moves. But at that point, we're winning. He doesn't think Easy gets the ball. So Ron doesn't hit him to let up. He lets up. Easy because tracks the to ball. Not, it's hard to not have the personal foul, right? Uh, on fourth down, you it, let high up. key it is. On fourth no. down, bro. Listen, think about, it doesn't how, think about listen, how intelligent listen, it, it was for it, Ron Clerk to not commit a personal foul when his his identity as a player was hit stick, and he should have killed everyone. Come on, and man. he had the presence of mind to it be like, wasn't, All right, "I want to yeah. win this game. I'm not going to take the shot that I want to." He had a bad game that game. Clerk had a bad game. If the IC won, he had a bad game. The game, the game plan that game was honestly was like. Do not let Clerk get in the open field because he will actually kill everything that moves. So if you notice, you go back to the game, you watch that game. We ran to his direction on purpose because it was like, okay, if you could get hands on him and force him to come up instead of having that freeway lay hit, we weren't going to let fucking easy get smacked by Clerk or the what? That'd be stupid. Clerk was putting people out, lights out. Like we were like, all right, instead of going away from him, attack attack him like that was part of the game but anyway that I game dr d luigi's not listening to this episode. that game this, this is this that, is paying the a7 <laughs> in a very violent no very, very unsafe life remember, remember fans i don't care very about safe no, football it's listen, still violent i don't care what nobody says i don't care how anybody feels about it anything of that nature football still football all right injuries are inevitable things are going to happen I love this league because it's yeah, you know, man, this is injury. a tough guy league. Let's be honest. It, it is a hundred percent. Like if it you're, is, you're not gonna go, you it can is. still tear you me. Get my fat ass on the field. I'll say that much. I probably will come out of retirement. <laughs> to fuck you up. I just for one play, one game. <laughs> I, I will come out of retirement. I just, I, just so I can <laughs> and just yell at you the way you fucking yell at everybody. Holy shit. Well, but, I'm not yelling. I'm yelling in celebration of y'all. It's not like I'm talking shit for three hours. It's not like it's my ass. Yeah, it's not like my ass. Well, go ahead, Rob. You want to answer that question regarding um the trenches and what Corey asked or what's up? What did, what did Corey ask? Corey says a lot. <laughs> I, yo, I'm I'm not the culprit. On tonight's you want to repeat the question, Corey? Because I, I believe no, you. No, well, you, we're we're generally. He doesn't even. About, we're talking about no, no, no. T- no, I was talking about, about us being the, the trench in the trenches and what yeah, the this... difference was coming in from like Town Beef transitioning into A Seven, where I, if I'm correct, Corey, stop me. Oh, okay, okay. What's the yeah, difference I, between I call this? I call this the Steph Curry era of the A Seven versus like the '90s era Town Beef. Why do you call it that? What no? Why do you call why do you call this era? Let's let's get some distinction here, right? Why do you call this era the Steph Curry era? Well, what's what Steri Codrington kind of proved, I think, with 
it, on a team with maybe the best, and we talked about this pre-show too, with maybe the best running back in the history of the A7FL when you look at his career accolades and how consistently oh, sure. he's right, done right, right. courage. So BIC looked at the math right. and they said with seven guys, if our quarterback who runs like, you know, we would probably say easily 4-4, likely closer to 4-2 than 4-4, somewhere in the middle. If, if our best option is a quarterback facing a defense that's spread out, covering the pass, slicing them up with 4-3 speed, and that running play is now a potential touchdown, why are we going to go to a five men in the box for the offense, which, which the quarterback has taken out of the play unless you choice option? to run power run when if we pass the ball every play, if we go for the three-pointer like in Steph Curry in basketball and we complete a percentage, let's say it's around 50% of passes of BIC, it's going to be the average yards per play is going to be 12 to 15 yards on those completed passes. And when the backup plan is a potential touchdown run from your quarterback, the offense is now in what I call the, the Steph Curry three-point offense, where you're changing the math based on the analytics of the pass play has the higher potential for big chunks of positive yards in both the pass play and the run play, which is why, okay. in essence, Corey Hammond is being phased out of the league. But what I'm saying is, is that back then, teams were constructed with big, strong offensive linemen, big, strong defensive lines, and running backs that were somewhere between 195 and 275 pounds. And the game okay. was in the box. Let's uh, Andrew Pilato is going to punch Big Mo in the face and the ref is going to say, welcome to the league. So that's, that's, that's where my distinction is and why I use the Steph Curry. So, okay. You want to go first, so Rob? I'm okay with the stuff. I'm okay with the Steph Curry reference. I just wanted to understand where you were looking at it because I guess before 2014, we're talking town beef. So anything from 07 to 2013 was town beef. 14 to about 21, 20 to 21 was, you know, that 90s era A7, right? Maybe? I would say that once uh, we once we kind of got to like 16, 17, we started to see the the CP3 led teams, the Huff led teams, the Ace Boogie led teams, the teams that I, I want to say I want to say that started in 14 though. I want to say that started in 14. Yeah, I would agree okay. with that. I would I would agree with that route. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, and 19. The last true trench warfare bully run the ball more more often than pass the ball and played hard, tough-nosed defense team to win the championship, in my opinion, was the Chiefs. And since then, we've gotten a different don't, array of, of winners. Agree. All right, so you know, I'll, I'll answer the question because I don't know if Big Rob is just—I don't know if he's avoiding. I don't know if he doesn't watch. I'm just, I'm, yeah, I'm just really I'm, trying to understand. I'm, I'm, I'm just really trying to understand. My, my I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you where it is. I'm gonna tell you where it is. It's the same thing as what's happening in the NFL. The transition to these read options and the moving and the game planning and things of that nature. Now, I will tell you this: back then, you had to face RF ones, Tebow's, you had to face Vargas. These guys weren't really running the rock, bro. CJ, as much as people want to look at these guys, Corey Hammond, a lot of these, these guys didn't really want to run, bro. What? CJ wanted what? to run? What? What? When? What are you? CJ Christopher Johnson didn't want to run? He did not want to run, bro. He was, bro, I played against him in high school. I played with him in college. He was bro, not. He's he okay. Not a he's pass first. He's pass yeah, first. Hold on. Point. He's pass first. Every quarterback you name 
was pass first, but would kill you on the run. I, I, and I'm not denying that. Except he Corey did Hammond. mention me. Yeah, he did what, mention me. What, what I'm trying to yeah, say except is, Corey Hammond. What I'm trying to say is though is now finally because I'm a I, I'm a defensive minded dude. I, I study the game. I love the game. This and the third. Finally, now these quarterbacks have finally been like, yo, we can make this happen. And now we can sit there like what Sterry does great. What he did, he sat there and put a courage at tight end. Do you know what that does to a defense? You got to now worry about what a running back is he facing? playing the tight end. You got to hone your one of your best defenders, your skill players on him, and and, 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 and courage could leak out. But courage was a blocker. So, Sterry, what you guys are talking about now with this new quarterback and these new running plays and these designed run plays for the quarterback, back then, yeah, it was – it was pass first dudes. It was run the rock and line up behind your lineman and like, yo, we're going to punch you in the mouth. Now dudes are sitting there. It's, it's the same thing as like the NFL and stuff. Bro, you don't have the Tom Brady's, the Peyton Manning's, the, 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 you know, the, 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 the Philip Rivers, the, the Rothers, whatever you want to call it, stand in the pocket and just throw the rock no more. Now it's, hey, I'm going to spread the field. I'm going to let guys run and then I'm going to take off. That's what I mean, I'm going to be honest. I, I don't think we've ever had – we've – we – okay. This is not In me the saying eras, quarterbacks are not running, Big Rob. This is not saying – No, no, under, no, understood. In the, in, and that's why I want to be distinct in the errors that Corey's talking about, right? The pretty boy era, right, which I want to say is 2020 to now, the pretty boy era. Um, it. Who the hell are we talking about? We're only talking about Mark Bagway, Huff – Sterry Codrington, and who else? Well, you could talk about who Trey, else are we talking about? Uh, who's now an insomniac. Uh, you could talk about uh, mm. uh, the man that's known as Lex Luthor uh, on the Kryptonite. There, there's some, there's some players who are able to do that, and I think it's as Mo said, it's kind of endemic of the evolution of football, and we've seen. A7FL style football has to speed run in the same way MMA has to speed run in catching up to its contemporaries. And I think the A7FL does a very good job amidst all the other competition out there in spring football to represent not only a new style of football with the innovations we have, the things that make the game safer and more logical for a seven on seven game like the three on one, but it also just showcases the evolution of the athlete and how there's more accessibility to weight training. There's more opportunities for athletes to play multiple positions. And I think the A7FL is kind of the perfect dynamic of the different styles of football because we talk about it on the show all the time. The way teams in New Jersey play, as opposed to Baltimore, to Florida, Nevada, California, and we're going to see with Ohio too, there's different styles of football. There are different philosophies. New Jersey has this this style of football on lock, but we're seeing other teams catch up. And that's kind of one of the questions Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask Mo in the time we have left, because it is late when we're recording this and all of you have children and I have a dog. came on an hour late. Well, it's oh, not wow. his fault. He had to play yeah, Coach my, Carter. My he had asleep. to go I'm Coach Carter on some people. Yeah, that's a yeah, coach. I, I, I do want to say one thing. I do, before we even get to that, I don't think the quarterbacks are as different as we – this is going to be a hot take, right? The quarterbacks aren't as, different, aren't as different as you guys think they are. I think the running backs are worse. 
Mm. I think the offensive line is worse. Really? Think about what I'm saying here. Why would a quarterback have to run for his life right now? Because there's no lineman really blocking. While the defensive line is getting better, the running backs aren't going crazy right now. If I ask you who the top two running backs in this league are, you'll say courage, and then we'll wait. Because nobody's sticking out as much as courage sticks out. And then you'll go all the way to Vegas and tell me, RT, I'm um, RTU, RT, RTC, or whatever. What's his name? RTC. RTC. RTU. We were RTC. just praising him like two you're, weeks you're, ago you're on me. the show. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah. you'll tell me courage yeah. and then you'll tell me RTC yeah, but, but because, but back then we're talking about a litany of running backs on each team that had a solid running back that can take it. For, we don't have that anymore. And, so when and you that take goes away the back running to the back, rock, roster that's the transition that of yeah. what's going on, Big Rob. Y- yes, but that's not, that's not a quarterback difference. The quarterbacks are the same. And no, they're not. Can I ask you a question? When was it a better passing league now or back then? Now, it was, e- yeah, it's was easier it to pass now? now. It's easier to pass now than it was. But I, I, you look up and down the list, and this may, mean, may be nostalgia, but if you look up and down the list of the starters in, in town beef, and we're talking about guys like Nemeth, Tebow, RF1 were non-championship winning quarterbacks. Yeah. There's a lot of great guys who could throw the football. One Tebow, Tebow could throw the ball like 80 yards. Woog, Woog won it, and he wasn't a runner. Yes. But, but I'm saying Woog was one of those guys, and he was one of the guys that won a championship. I just named three guys that you, you say, would you say think are. Woog, hold up, hold up. Big Rob, you think Woog is a runner? Woog? Woog here's what I'm busy. saying. I'm saying that the – no, no, you guys are not listening. The no, quarterbacks not, are exactly the same. There, there's no they difference. They run sometimes. They pass sometimes. They're the same. The offensive line and the running backs suck. There is more design the quarterback runs now. Later, this this I this, think this, I think we're all right. I think that's the the basic of this. Uh, maybe, yeah, yeah, right. I, I think right. that I talked about roster construction, which means is what what Rob's saying that there isn't the offensive lineman to do the running trench style warfare. That there's no running backs beat, either. Right? And exactly, but but, but I, a lot of that is is if we put a Shanti worthy at running back. He would be an elite level running back. He's playing wide receiver because that's the style that. Not at the same level. How many elite? My question is how many elite running backs are there in all of pro football? In all of pro football right now, outside of Derrick Henry and maybe Saquon Barkley, how many people can you say as a a pure running back, as a pure running back, and McCaffrey is great, but he's also injury prone, so he wasn't at top of mind. But Mo, I know if you've got an answer, give it to me. But the running back position has went from one of the most important, one of the most glamorous positions to something to where there's a high rate of over, you know, there's a lot of churn there. The, you know, a lot of guys in the NFL get the average year, the average time in the NFL is under three seasons now for a running back in the league. Mm-hmm. So it makes it very hard mm. for any other level of football to have that elite level runner 
Well, especially when, the youth levels where these guys are training mm-hmm. to become that position. So the guys are growing up now. The guys are growing up now and they want to play wide receiver because they want to be in a position where they can play 10 years, not three. But anyway. Very true. But nothing that nothing that's being said is saying that the quarterback position is changing because Thomas Brady kicked ass for two decades. The so the offense, quarterback position, the once again, is, is not the changing. Offense. The offense is the, I'm, not, I'm not arguing about the offense. The offenses are changing, which makes you get the the right quarterback to fit that new mold of offense that you're running. We just made it clear that that Thomas Brady kicked ass for two decades, which means it couldn't have changed that much for him. What I'm saying that's changing, right, the running backs are changing. Let's agree on that. We all agree that the running backs are changing. For me, they're getting worse because we don't have the courage running back anymore. They don't exist. It's just courage. And then RTC on the other side of the coast. Because they're, they're, none of them exist anymore. Oh no, man, the play calling. You don't like, have the line. The, go look at it. go it's look at the offensive to. line. Look, go look at the offensive lines we were running in 2015. Guys were all six foot or bigger. Bic's offensive line is not even that big, and they're the best team in the league. Right, the offensive line is getting ball. smaller. They got to keep up with Sterry and pulling out to the outside. They got to keep up with the Huffs to pull out to the outside and kick out. We're leaving. Yo, since when have we ever back then left players unblocked? Besides the hot because guy in the middle. That's what I'm the saying. They're getting, they're getting worse. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying they're getting worse. Evolving is getting a guy my size that runs that speed. Getting worse is getting a bunch of shrimps. That that BIC offensive line and KWAX holding every damn play and saying that's that's somebody getting better. Motherfuckers is not getting better. Sterry uh, is elite. I think I think we have to split the difference here because we're all on the same page, okay. but we're all looking at it differently. Because Rob, when it comes to offensive line play, I'm not gonna argue with you. But I think that it is a matter of evolution at one position creating. This cascading change because you're Mo made a great point. These guys have to pull out and block for Sterry. They have to pull out and block for Huff. You know how hard that is year over year over year. And trying to and but the thing is, these younger offensive linemen are able to keep up. But the of uh, the other generation of guys like you, you know, our hashtag TBS players aren't there yet in terms of being able to have that level of explosion off the line like if you had someone Ferrari's a perfect case case right. in that I think what Rob's saying is that in 20 uh in 2012 and correct me if I'm wrong Rob in 2012 when you lined no, up it, with your it. A7FL team well I don't know if you're going to agree with me let's let's try it but in 2012 if you lined up with your A7FL team if you had a big guy he was going to list himself as OLDL in 2023 when you show up to a game and you're going to list yourself, you're going to put yourself as T-E and, o, uh, and O-L-B because guys are f- afraid Thank to say you. that I am a dominant offensive lineman and I'm going to pummel you. Everybody wants to release and get the, get the dump off pass and run for three yards so that they can post to Facebook. And that would Thank be my you. take. We're, and, that, and that's all I'm really saying. All I'm, and, I, and again, I do agree with some of the things that matters, I do agree with some of the things that you're saying. Just remember, I did kick these young guys' ass in 2021. So I'm not that far from whooping this generation's ass. I definitely got a chip on their head. So for me, being part of that, I realized that I was slower than I was in 2016, 2017. 
But at the same time, the game was more cerebral in 2021. These these guys weren't good. They were smart. Courage, if you ask courage, and I, I, I implore everybody in this, in this, I, this is the last thing I'm going to say. Everybody that's on the 3-on-1 podcast right now, message courage and ask him how easy it has been in the last two, three years playing a seven versus how it was in our bread and butter years from 14 to 18. Let's say 14 the to 18. The Just ask I'm going to tell you, it, right? I'm going to tell you why though. That's going to make my point. That's going to make my point because when you got motherfuckers that sit in there running these offenses, like Steria or Huff was, and just going to run out and pull out. Courage don't got to go against D lineman like me, run up the middle like he was, bro. He's got to go against these fast-ass, small-ass little guys on the edge, on the outside and all this. How and do you think we beat you, Mo? Mo, how do you think we beat you? That's You're telling me how we beat you in the chip. That's yeah. what I did. Yeah. I did that. Bro. I had Courage on the outside with a defensive Cur- end. Courage ran up. Courage ran. Yeah, yeah, be- Courage ran up and down on us. That guy. I'm not taking that away. He ran up and down. He yes. earned those. You just said how easy it is for Courage. I can give Courage the ball now. He's going to run over these little DB. I know Courage. I played against him. He's the it's best easier. Back it's, it's easier. It's easier now. That's exactly my point. But the problem is the reason it's easier now is because, like, for example, Sterry would come up to the line. You have, I'm looking up. You got KWAC, who's the, the, the tight end, all right, on the outside. Then you put a dude like Courage. Now I got to sit there and worry about run, catch, block, chip, this. He could do all of that. That's what separates Courage. Now, when I got to bring courage in, I got to take off a bigger dude to run with courage. That field, as condensed as it is, with all the motions that's going on, I got to worry about Ashanti. I got to worry about Steri. I got to worry about uh, uh, courage now at tight end who can leak out and do. I got to take out and game plan for that tight end. I'm not going to put my linebacker on it. I got to go bring in a skilled dude. I got to bring in a chick. I got to bring in somebody like this. Hey, yo, stick with courage to do this. Now, when you take him out the way, and it's me trying to chase Sterry because I'm a pure D lineman. How the fuck is that going to work out? It's how did, it, how did it work out? How did it work out? <laughs> which year? You got CP3, though. You got which, CP3 which, in open field. Or no, uh, you, you got Moon in open field. I got Moon in the open field. I'll never forget that. That's, that's one of my prides because not a lot of people can say they got that dude and, in the open field. And why aren't you looking at it like you got worse versus – the league getting better. I'm not I just told you I got I worse. From, listen, this one, no, listen. And, I said that's the what, that's what I'm not, and I'm saying they Bro, didn't. I'm saying they didn't. I'm saying in and 20, since we've been disagreeing about this for like 15 minutes, let's have let's, let's start. <laughs> let's let's have a topic that I think 15. we can all disagree on. Tinyurl.com backslash A7FL merch. Oh, yeah. Tinyurl.com/backslash A7FL merch. Now, might be a considered an upset considering this has been oh, one of the thick voices no of this shows of all time. And now, unfortunately, I am uh, not my 240-pound self, or this would be a very, very hefty panel. But Mo, as a huge fan of the league and a huge fan of the Three on One podcast, you have to know we have merch. Congratulations, Matt. And <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Mo's been coming with straight fire, so we never know. Mo, on this beautiful website, tinyurl.com backslash A7FL merch. And don't worry, fans, I will stew gots this eventually. We have we have three shirts. There's the the Corey Hammond shirt, which is the I'll try. 
There is the Big Rob shirt, which features his very awesome slogan, Hassas. And then there is the Thick Boy Season shirt, which Mo, don't get it twisted, not only has the great slogan, but a very great image. Now, we ask all of our very guests. Very great image. Matt, do it, do it for the camera. There it is. That's what's on the <laughs> shirt. That's literally what's on the shirt, Mo. Now, we ask all of our guests, which would you choose? And we're at that point in the show, which this is the most contentious show since the Buck show, and I had nothing to do with it. So awesome job, guys. But, Mo, which shirt do you choose from tinyurl.com backslash A7FL merch? Well, fuck you, Big Rob. Fuck you, Corey. I'm going thick boys. You know it. Yay, yay. Congratulations, my boy, Matt. <laughs> Matt, I, I have to say Matt has at least caught up. And I I would, I'm, congratulations, Matt. I am a very, I'm not a sore loser. I'm a very humble and honorable loser. And Matt, Except for when it comes to the over. fantasy football, because my team got 87% of the Oh, my vote. God. Corey, <laughs> shut the hell. Shut your ass up. Well, <laughs> but, well here's the thing. But I would we like to say. In... Go ahead, Rob. No, no, no. I was just going to say March 26th, opening day. Right? You guys rocking with me? Yep. That Tuesday, that Tuesday when we record our pod for it to drop Wednesday. Oh, no, we're not recording that night. Whoa. We're live that night. Oh, beautiful. What? Beautiful. You know why? Whoever's the because that's the that's the why? first tell me why. super official, unofficial top 10 of the A7FL 2023 season. That will be a live podcast Ooh. where we reveal our top 10. It'll be myself, Rob, and Corey. We'll have a few guests on talking about their reactions mm. to our top 10. But this top 10 will be weekly, and it will be super official and unofficial, determined by myself, Corey Hammond, and Big Rob Fabian. So if you do want us to consider your team in the top 10, play good football. But if you want to be it. nice to us... Go to tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch. That's tinyurl.com slash A7FL merch. Pick up a Thick Boy Season t-shirt. Pick up an I'll Try t-shirt. Pick up the old Hus Hus. Uh, we'll actually have a Best Hus Hus compilation coming out on uh, the A7FL Instagram. Can't wait for that. Uh, in the next Can't couple of days. But before we go here, Rob, we're going to have you on again because I want to talk about this last season with the Patterson U because we had one of the most dominant teams in the A7FL turn into a team well, back with on a lot of... I don't get it. Yeah, he, oh, no. he, he meant you, Mo. He meant you. He meant you. Uh, I'm very I'm tired. I'm very I, I tired. You. Listen, I hear you. You don't even got kids. What the fuck are you no. tired for? I'm working 20 hours a day. No, Olive... Listen, Olive is a handful when she can be. Yeah. All right. <laughs> She's a pain in my ass. <laughs> Olive? I don't even want to know. My, do my dog. dog my dog. The dog. You're good, bro. <laughs> but Mo, the the you, we, we were talking about that rule of three. And I want to get your thoughts really quickly on Quattro Huffin going to the animals, uh, the influx of Baltimore talent. 
And where do you see the your team, the team that you've been identified? It's the Chiefs and the U. Those are the two teams. If we get a plaque one day and we put it in front of Ryan DePaul's house, the A7FL Hall of Fame, uh, with his dad building the plaques, what do you make of this new look U and the guy that was the leader of your team to – Four straight championship appearances in four in three of those walking, you know, two of those walking out with a chip playing for a different team from the same town. Um, I'm not going to answer too much on what I think with Huff. Huff made a decision that was best for Huff. Uh, I'm going to leave it at that because I, 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 it'll be very ignorant of me to sit there and say, because Huff actually called me personally. Huff actually called me personally. Um, he wants to see how I was doing. And then obviously the million dollar question was, you know, what's up? Why this and the third, I'm not going to give away his, the whole answer, but Huff made a decision that was best for him. And that's, that's Huff. You know, he's a grown man. He wants to do that. That's on him. Uh, I will take away this, that you still has ballers. Now I'm not tied to anybody anymore. Like I said, I'm retired and stuff like that, but the you still has ballers. The you still has experience. The you has people that have been there. The you still has Ryan Shamar. You know what I'm saying? He's a very high IQ person that can make things happen on the sideline. If there's anybody that could get a group of people together and make things happen, it is Ryan Shamar, a.k.a. Big Filthy, whatever people want to call it. He's very knowledgeable. He knows his shit. Um, you know, I would not discredit Moon. I would not discredit all these other players that are there because they've been do there. You done know who's, do you know who's playing quarterback for the U? Uh, just tune in. And... Uh, no, I don't know. Do, do, do you know what the, the, the rumors that are attached to them are? Because we do. Go ahead. Tell me. OG Buck. How do you feel that he steps into those those enormous shoes that Huff is, is leaving open for him to step into? Listen, Huff, Huff is great. Huff is, is one of the goats. Huff is one of the best. But to, for, for me to be big, mo and true to myself, he's another player. He made a decision. Next man up. That's how I look at it. I'll never sit there and put anybody on a pedestal where it's like, oh my God, you know, no. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. But but now that you're now that you're out of the league and you can look at it from an outsider's perspective, let's just put the analyst hat on. How okay. do you feel the new quarterback for the U in OG Buck is gonna step into that role? And what do you see are either the differences or the similarities, or or do you not see much of a difference? If it is, if it is OG Buck that's gonna be starting, I think with Ryan Shamar's mind and the players that he got around him and things and the playmakers he got around him. I think OG Buck could make 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 some make some magic happen as well. You know what I'm saying? I don't think OG Buck can throw as good as Huff. I will not say that because Huff could fucking throw. He could Huff could Huff did some shit that you sit there and you look at and you're like, how? I couldn't wait to get the fuck off defense so I could watch Huff because I'm a fan of actual players in this league. I'm on record to saying that shit. I am on record to actually enjoying watching guys play you know what i'm saying even though sometimes i didn't like certain dudes i respected them and to watch these guys make the magic happen and shit like that you know you gotta respect a a a, a huff you gotta respect the stereo you gotta respect all these dudes that sit there and make things john goes but you know? do you respect og buck in the same light I, I respect anybody. I told I respect everybody that steps on that field. But to, to finish that question is you're not going to get what you want. I know what you want. And I know you guys want. No, so, nothing. We don't want anything. I just I honestly want to hear what you're taking. I think because- I think OG. But listen, man, the playmakers he's got around him, bro. Listen, give 
give any decent quarterback that in some time and things will happen. You know what I'm saying? That's just me. OG Buck is an athlete. OG Buck can make shit happen. OG Buck is as tough as they come. I, I, I you know what I'm saying? Like we talked about that. I told you who my toughest, my, my toughest guys in this league were, you know, but, and then to hit on um the, the Baltimore, you know, snags coming over. Snags is just a whole different element. He's just the character, the personality. Mm-hmm. And you whole- mentioned Snags. You mentioned Snags. And he said, he said that the U is going to win it all. Do Listen, you think with, with losing Huff, adding the pieces that they did, and obviously the talent that you're, you're, you've already confirmed is obviously still there, how far off is Snags? Or do you think that the U can win it this year where last year they, they failed? I absolutely think the U could win it. The only team that could beat the U is the U, and that's what happened last year. So you don't think that the BIC is the favorite going in? You think it's the U? I didn't say that. The BIC is 100% the favorite. If they come back with the same people and the stuff and, and, and the same camaraderie and the same leadership and shit like that, absolutely. I'll, I'll, I'll give BIC the favorite. So I'll- so what, what you said was is the only team that could beat the U is the U. So how, how, does the U, how does the U beat themselves if – or, or is BIC able to beat them even if, if the U give them their best shot? Just like any other team in this league, when you start when, – when, when, when that little birdie starts coming in your head and, and you start pointing the fingers and you start discombobulating on the sideline and, and all that shit, and then now the Eagles start coming out because people are not used to losing because you started winning so damn much and that panic starts to hit, damn, is this what's going to happen? This, when, when that happens on the sideline, I don't care how good you are. That you're gonna lose. The only team that can beat the U is the U. Go ask BIC. The only team that can beat BIC. I just made that comparison earlier. The U. This past season was what BIC was the season before. That sideline was in shambles on that sideline, bro. Whether they wanted to admit it or not. Well, Big Rob, am I right or wrong? BIC's sideline. Yeah, remember the year that when the U when we beat BIC in the chip. That sideline started going off. It's like this. But the only team that could beat the U is the U. Last year, the U on the sideline, we were in each other's face. We everybody was pissed. Everybody was this. That's what happens. But do I think the U can win? Absolutely. Why? What? If you look on paper, they got a roster. But uh, and on you look on paper, that BIC's got a roster too. And who, I'm not was, denying that who, they are the who favorite. Wins, who wins that game when they play in the revenge game for the U and probably the toughest test for BIC in their regular season? Can't say who's gonna win the game. Got to be played. Mm. If you're the analyst ask, role, if, buddy. If, if, if that's the ask, analyst <laughs> role, buddy. If you're, gonna, if you're gonna ask, I just told you, and I agree with you that the favorite was BIC to win it all. If you're gonna ask me, I got to see what the games look like and what these teams look like. I can't sit there and say nothing if I don't see nothing. Anybody could say anything on paper. And that's what we do here on the three on one. And maybe that's the best way to wrap it up. I think you're right. Thank you, Big Mo Ramadan, for joining us here on the pod. He will be a frequent guest, as frequent as uh, he and Rob can yell at each other. Uh, Next time we have Big Mo on, me and Corey might actually start our book club. Uh, It will probably end up being uh, fried green tomatoes. I'm not sure. It'll be a song of ice and fire, and you'll really learn about the prince that was promised. And I will get to I don't want to read 900 pages of dragon shit. Good Lord. Uh, But shout out to the dragon shit. Don't knock the dragon shit. Do not knock the dragon shit. Tell him. Tell him, Mo. Keep the dragon shit.
I just, I can't, I can't. I don't have the no, time. I don't have the I'm attention. I'm with you, Matt. I'm with you, Matt. It's nothing against you, it. I just I'm don't have you. the attention span for it. I got, it's, I got Does anybody ADHD. care about incest when it's Amelia Clark, Daenerys Targaryen? Yes. Let's, let's be honest. Yes. And, yes, they Matt, do. Matt, and, and the show, Matt. And the show, Matt. Corey's losing it. Yo, with Thank that, you so much, Big yes. Mo Ramadan. Thank you guys for, for having joining me. us here. Thank you guys for Thank having you. me. I appreciate you guys, bro. I love you guys. I love the league. Good luck to everybody, man. And uh, you know what I'm saying? I appreciate the thoughts and prayers for my daughter and everything that, you know, my family's going through. But again, man, y'all keep doing what y'all doing with this three-on-one. Um, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know what the future holds. I don't know if I become on a panel. I don't know if I come back and play. I don't know what's going to happen. But I do want to say, man, I do love you guys, man. I appreciate you all. And uh, good luck to everybody. And, uh, yeah, man, yeah, I appreciate you guys. Appreciate you, boss. Uh, he's got a seat at our table anytime. Next week, we'll be two weeks away from the start of the ninth season of the A7FL. And that means we're going to dig a little deep. We're going to try to get under the dermis a little bit and start counting things down. We've got Corey and his busted finger. You already snow what he's going to be doing on March 26th. We want you to be a part of the conversation. So head on over to a7fl.tv, bookmark a7fl.com. Get caught up at a7fl.tv with some of the best games of the 2022 season. A lot of news in the background about where you might be able to see us this season aside from a7fl.tv. So please like, comment, and subscribe to this YouTube channel, to the podcast, to wherever you get your a7fl content. And also, Support our sponsor, Skillshare. Head down to the link in the description below and sign up for a free trial today. Every free trial you guys sign up for directly impacts the podcast, directly helps out me, Rob, and Corey. And as we said before, Corey's got 9,000 kids. We got to keep them fed and clothed somehow. So sign yep. up to Skillshare. It's free. God get bless. And it's a free trial. I don't know how. Yeah, to get some skills. Uh, we might one day have uh, Rob teaching offensive line play without holding and uh, Big Mo on shit talking and breaking through the offensive line. Those might be Skillshare courses at some point, if not things we teach in a learning annex in Hackensack. We don't know, but we'll find out. But for Big Mo Ramadan, for Corey Hammond, and for Big Rob Fabian, I'm Matt Ryan saying, as always, don't be an asshole. I'll try. Wish you knew more stuff. Wish you were more helpful around the house or had an understanding of something that people are talking about at a party, don't worry, you're not alone. That's why we have enlisted Skillshare to help you out. That's right, Skillshare is a proud sponsor of the A7FL and the A7FL's three-on-one podcast. We want you to get in on the good stuff now. So go to the link right below in the description or wherever you're watching this, or go to a7fl.tv slash podcast Click the Skillshare link and you get a free 30-day trial because you are a fan of the A7FL. So do the thing. Head on over right now to a7fl.tv slash podcast or click right in the description below if you're watching us on YouTube or if you're listening to the podcast right now. Do the thing. Click the link in the info below and sign up now. Do 30 days free because of us here at the A7FL. Well, because, because we love you. We want you to have cool stuff. And now back to this piece of A7FL content, more than likely showing my face.